I'm Alain Demir, and welcome to another episode of On the Issues. My guest today is Venera Kusari, Program Coordinator at the Advanced Consortium on Cooperation, Conflict, and Complexity at Columbia University. She works on projects related to urban violence and inter-ethnic conflict and is a researcher of conflict resolution. Yeah, but again, you know, going back to the situation, you know, when we look at uh, so-called the root causes, we always talk about root causes uh, behind radicalization, radical extremism. And I mean, there's some, so many similarities, be that in Kosovo, or be that in France, or be that in Saudi Arabia, or in Iraq, or in Syria, there's certain common denominators. Poverty is an, is an issue. Lack of opportunities is an issue. I mean, there's so many things that, that all of these youth, Arab youth, Muslim youth, are she, have in common. So regardless where the geographic location is, their feeling, the, the fact that they feel despondent and despairing, no future, no prospect, they are looking, obviously, for something to identify with. And when you have an organization like ISIS, who is saying, you know, this is what we can offer you, you know. We can offer you identity here on Earth. We can offer you heaven mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't survive it. So there's that kind of attraction. Now, in Kosovo, as a country, as you well know, fell into the same, same trap, so to speak. On the whole, Kosovo is a poor country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, it failed, or European community failed Kosovo by not allowing it or making it possible, I should say, for Kosovo to integrate fully into the European community. And this, this is a factor. So there's a tremendous resentment by young Kosovars, men and women, that they feel neglected, they feel or rejected mm-hmm. by the the larger European community, albeit they see themselves in part and parcel of Europe. Uh, so there are these kind of elements, you know, and of course lack of opportunities and and so when some country like Saudi Arabia is coming and is offering all these Saudis a lot of money, presumably providing opportunities, when in fact their main focus is not on a new project infrastructure development, building uh, hospitals are necessary, but building more imams by far than any mm-hmm. regular school for mm-hmm. that matter. And, and so and so the the Kosovars, in my view, please correct me if you think I'm wrong, that is they've been, you know, sort of between the hammer and the hard rock. On the one hand, Kosovo, the the community there were secular want to be secular. The majority are secular. That's what they want to be. But then they are forced almost to make a choice. They want to be secular and have nothing or practically nothing. Or should I join the ranks of this of the extremists? Maybe I have something. I think that's what I sense taking a place. I don't So that's what yeah and and the way I see it in this example in, in Kosovo's example, it, everything happened gradually. And for me, I can see it like a movie. Yeah. It's, it's quite, you know, sort of clear to me, and I can measure it in time. 
which is the last 15 years, how it happened. Uh, the country was secular because of the communist rule. Right. So nobody really practiced Islam truly. You know, there there are families and there are regions who are who consider themselves a, a bit more religious, but it wasn't anything out of ordinary. People did not um, relate to any Arabic uh, practices of Islam. It was what was left uh, from the Ottoman Empire, but then it turned into something else uh, during communism. So it changed throughout throughout time. I, mean, I, I think you're right. I mean, there are many Christian Jews. Basically, I'm a Christian, but I'm not practicing. I'm not mm -hmm. claiming. I may not never go to a church. Or I don't go ever to the synagogue, but I consider myself to be a Jew. Mm -hmm. So, so that is where what it was. You know, during the communist era, I agree with you. That's exactly what it was. I'm a Muslim, but that was not an overwhelming yeah, feeling nobody, of condition. It, 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 it wasn't didn't a big much. part of uh, the Albanians' identity. Right. So Albanians right. from Kosovo. Right. The, uh, the majority of the population of Kosovo Albanian um, identified with that nationalistic identity. It, yes. Religion was not part of a, a, a daily discourse. Right, right. Nobody really talked about religious practices. Nobody, you didn't see people practicing it. I grew up with mosques around my town, but I never went into one. Or if I went, I went out of curiosity the same way I went to the church. Exactly. Um, or it, we, we practiced a couple of uh, holidays a year. It was just sort of something to do. Mm -hmm. But most of the people who I know were like that. And then... So during the war of uh, the 90s, 98, 99, or after the war, when all the humanitarian organizations uh, came to Kosovo, uh, a lot of um, organizations from Saudi Arabia. And um, I remember vividly how much was talked about it amongst people. People were saying, why are these people building us mosques? The entire towns are burned down and we are living in shelters. Why are they not helping us build homes? Exactly. This yeah. was this was the yeah. daily discourse among mm -hmm. among people. Yes. They were concerned. Why? What is the urgency about building mosques? We don't even pray. We don't even practice. We don't go to the mosque. So what's the urgency? It was it it, it was a mystery to to the people of Kosovo. Exactly. Yeah. And so in the beginning, it was that um, just feeling of uh, surprise. Who, who is coming here? How are they helping us? Which organizations? Is it the European Union or the United States or now there are these uh, Saudi uh, organizations? And then gradually, well, it, so what happens in post-conflict countries, there is this idealism and, and feeling of hope that things are going to get better. Now we're free. Now we're going to build institutions and, and everything is going to be great. And then a year goes by, two years, three years, and the reality sinks in. And people start to realize that, no, actually this is just as bad as being in war. So don't you think this, to a great extent, can be attributed to the fact that collapse of the Soviet Union, the United States had a great opportunity after all, after all the years as a savior 
you know, that went there to liberate, uh, liberated mm-hmm. Kosovo. And it was quite limited, the assistance that the United States provided, that is post the war, post the conflict in Kosovo, in terms of economic development. How much of that? That is, in my view, correct me if you think I'm wrong, in my view, what happens there is that the Saudi agenda is obviously different than agenda than the United States agenda was there. So there was a lull, there was a gap, there was an opportunity to put some money. For them, that was the place to put it in a religious institution. Whereas that was not balanced at the minimum balance by assistance coming from other sources, the United States, European community, to build the kind of infrastructure, to build the kind of institution, secular institution, that the, the Kosovars needed very, very badly. So it was um, a lack of um, understanding that particular society from the United States. So yes, it was seen, um, it was welcomed by the people of the United States uh, because um, the intervention was needed in the eyes Mm -hmm. of uh, the Albanian population. Um, Just as Syrians, if you ask Syrians now, they want the U.S. intervention because uh, that's the last resort. And so, but what happened then, the United States intervention also brought with it its own ideology and its its own values. The democratic yeah, yeah. and and uh, democratic values, whether directly or indirectly, directly by supporting institutions to build democratic policies. Um, constitution was uh, made democratic. It was it was uh, composed uh, outside and it was uh, implanted in 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 the Kosovo. Uh, government. Well, it's the same mistake, you know, exactly. They bring in a political system, mm-hmm. democratic form of government. But that not concerning themselves, that there is no democratic institutions on which to base political democratic form of government. Yeah. And that is what was missing. So, do you agree then? The United States did not invest, the European Committee did not invest in these institutions so that to support any kind of democratic form of government that um, was lacking to support yeah yes so but how does the support look like i think that's where the international community still is is uh, um ch- challenged on on this on this point like how uh, is it enough to just go in support building the institutions on paper um, bringing organizations, bringing people from outside with your own ideas and your own values, is that enough? Or do you need to work with people in a way that speaks to them? Do well, you ask yeah. them yeah. how does the democratic process or, or democratic values, how, how does that look like to you? Exactly. And, then, mean, and then build from that, yeah, exactly. not as opposed to what democratic uh, uh, system is in the United States or, or elsewhere in the EU, and that's the only right way to be, uh, to be transported elsewhere. Precisely. So that's, in one way, um, it's the direct 
imposition, so to speak, of, of democratic system. And then the indirect uh, way is through media. So you have a population glued to TV, uh, watching American programs, American Hollywood movies and and, and, and reality TV. And so, so you're creating an entire population with uh, a certain set of values. And, and, and in a place that is so fragile and so vulnerable, vulnerable yes. um, all of these um, forces are confusing. So on one hand, you have Saudi Arabia, who is providing, who is building these mosques and providing temples for, you know, people to go and feel good. And then in one hand, you have the United States and European Union who says, you've lived, you know, in communism and you weren't allowed to practice your own religion now. You know, you have the freedom of speech and freedom of religion, and so you're free to to feel well, however you want. Yeah, this is exactly Without the problem. Without yes. creating the basis uh, for people to understand what does that mean? What does freedom mean? Yeah, first, to I, I, my, in my opinion, I think uh, investment in education is the primary uh Goal. Well, I mean, this is one of the pillars of, you know, if you want to sustain a democratic form of government, you have to have educational institutions that uh, promote mm -hmm. this concept. But you are absolutely correct on this, the two critical points in my view. That is, we, the United States, as the Arab Spring, attempted to export our values, our political values, in terms of the freedom, democracy. It's a recipe. We provided a recipe. But we did not provide the, the the means by which a to practice exercise this kind of recipe, and the second thing which was extremely missing in that is you cannot impose any kind of political uh, framework unless it is also consistent with the culture and the history, mindset, religion of the community. I maintain there is always a room that is, regardless of who the individuals are, what they believe in, there's always an opportunity to establish democratic form of government, provided it is consistent with their own values. That is, democracy is not coming one kind of color and one kind of frame. Democracy is, it comes in many, many different forms. And what we fail as a country, the United States, we just have one single recipe. Have an election, now you're free, and then what? And that was the mistake was made in, in Egypt, the mistake was made in Libya, made in just about everywhere. And nothing, same thing happened with, in, in Kosovo. Mm -hmm. So that's, that is the problem there. That is, with the best of intention, we provide a, <laughs> a, as if this is a panacea, that is, mm -hmm. yes, Democratic form of government, but what kind and to what extent it is consistent mm -hmm. with the values, mm -hmm. with the tradition, with the culture. And there's always level of consistency. That is, one can complement the other, but it's certainly not like it is complementing one another in the United States or in Britain or in France mm -hmm. or someplace else. Yeah. And that is, I think, where America failed mm -hmm. these countries, be that Egypt, Libya, Kosovo, mm -hmm. and many others. Yes, so that, the 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 democratic values, and then the economic model. 
exactly. Which to me, they're two separate things. Um, I think oftentimes that's mistaking that uh, uh, capitalism is, is associated with uh, democracy. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that because you can have a, a dictatorship in communism as well. Well, I mean, China, I mean, in, 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 uh, China is a perfect example today. Yeah. Moving steadily mm-hmm. toward market economy has moved, made a huge progress without necessarily embracing democratic form of government. Mm-hmm. And nobody can say, say today that China is not a successful story as mm-hmm. far as that goes. Yeah. That's a question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so, so then the economic model, which I think it's a it's a huge issue worldwide, because it has created so much uh, disparity in so many societies. It has supported um, individuals with their personal agendas, and then also to go back to education it has supported practices that are not necessarily uh, helping people exactly um in places where where there was only one university or a couple of universities but that's it, it was the national university and it worked well now you have uh, private universities numerous private universities and the population believing that uh, these are the better ones, but not necessarily because they are companies. Mm-hmm. Companies who are working with banks yeah. uh, so that people get, uh, get debt from these banks to uh, send their children to these private universities with the belief that they're going to get out of that place with a diploma and they're going to make money afterwards. That's the, the, the dream that has been sold to them however that is not true in yeah. these places it's not even in 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 uh in western places it's not anymore true in western countries uh let alone in in more fragile places so now now Western. we go back to the kosovo and um i mean we know the situation now is, is uh, probably as, as bad as it can get where would you go from here in terms of what sort of, and I spoke to Florian about, you know, the kind of processes of de-radicalization, what steps you take, and there's a great deal of emphasis, like exactly what you said, education is one, economic uh, jobs, opportunities, necessary, uh, there's, and there's a great deal more, the de-emphasizing religion versus uh, secular studies, and so many different things. But the, the extent to which the government itself today, how committed is the government to actually move in the direction that, that would not divorce itself from religious studies, religious institutions, but not allow it to overwhelm the secular aspect dimension of the society and, and deal with it much more effectively? What, what is taking place today? Because why is it, like we started this conversation before, why is it there's, relatively speaking, more Kosovar radicals, extremists going, joining ISIS than any other countries in, in, in relative terms? Mm-hmm. What is there? Why is it? Is it only, is it proximity? What is all, be, what's behind this? From, as, as you see it. 
As I see it, I think it has to do a lot with uh, post-conflict uh, time. As we talked about, mm -hmm. the, the organizations, that um, charitable organizations from Saudi Arabia. It was a vulnerable time for uh, the population. They uh, found a spiritual support through these institutions. So that's one aspect yeah, that I think yeah. is quite strong. Yes. Um, although it is not, you know, reports like uh, Florian's report doesn't didn't see a direct link with that. So, so there, there is the unemployment, um, mistrust in governmental institutions. Yeah. So yes, all all of these elements have contributed towards this issue, but I think this, this aspect is really strong, the, the, the presence of um, Saudi Arabia. So, but, but, but I, like I mentioned earlier, the, 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 the irony here, though, the Saudis are promoting their brand of Islam Wahhabism on the one hand, and these extremists actually are joining organizations, is in fact fighting countries like ISIS, you know, like, like Saudi Arabia. So when you go and join ISIS, You've been fed religious teaching from a country like Saudi Arabia through schooling and the mosque and imams and all of that, and then you are actually what you have learned, what, and you become religiously motivated to do something, and so they are actually taking uh, joining an organization which is in fact against Saudi Arabia, which is the, the irony here. And what the Saudis have basically mm -hmm. been doing, mm -hmm. and how, how do you, how do you reconcile that? You know, where this is, yeah. how, how does the government do? So the government. So well, I mean, now this is a global issue. Yeah. And uh, it, it is not as as linear as as we would like it to be. So there are many underlying elements to it. Um. Kosovo has been very has been quite successful in um, capturing these individuals and reintegrating them into the society. So, and and it's been fairly a new uh, understanding of what is going on from the society in general, from the uh, Kosovar society, and from the government. I think um, until late in two thousand and ten, two thousand eleven people didn't start taking this issue seriously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even when uh, some concerns were raised that uh, there may be some aspects of radicalism, people didn't really see it as such. And so it was new. And being new, and also the government being new to dealing with issues, because Kosovo's government is... is, is, is new. I mean, Kosovo is, is young. Of course, yeah. <laughs> And and it did quite a quite a good job. So, but the problem for me, my concern is that it doesn't stop there. There are more young people being radicalized as we speak. We don't mm -hmm. we don't quite we can't translate uh, these dynamics uh, as they're happening in numbers. So the issue is still there. And it's not just in Kosovo, it's in Bosnia, it's in Turkey, it's in, in everywhere. If we're speaking about this kind of radicalization, because yes. ra radicalization is happening everywhere. Uh, and so f uh, it's that feedback loop that we're seeing, fear breeding fear, 
through refugees mm -hmm. and so now we are seeing radicalization even in western countries such as uh, uh, right-wing parties in Germany of and course. Britain and oh, even yeah. here yeah. so but you know if we are focusing on on why ISIS why Muslim populations um, yeah in, in in Kosovo it's not a big concern yet but it's good to be aware this is the way I see it um, it can become a problem. We'll return to our conversation with Venera in a moment. As a reminder, you can sign up for my mailing list on my website alonbenmir.com, follow me on Twitter at alonbenmir, or download my articles to listen on the go from my SoundCloud page soundcloud.com slash alonbenmir. But see, I mean, from what I understand, it is a problem. I mean, perhaps not as, a, as acute as some people think, but it is definitely a problem. Now, you know, Kosovo probably in this regard for like any other um, country from where um, volunteers are going and joining ISIS. That is one way this is going, the flow will stop once ISIS is defeated. That is, what is going to be, you know, at one point or another, those of us, governments in particular, not the academic community, but certainly government, one, de one way of trying to deal effectively with de-radicalization, one, one way of dealing with, you know, how to deal with, with the root causes, one of the root causes is the fact that ISIS exists, that Al-Qaeda exists, but unlike Al-Qaeda, which is uh, is not concentrated in any place. At least ISIS is in one area at this point. Yes, they have no cells just about everywhere. But uh, what I was saying all along is that as long as ISIS is not defeated, and the sooner the better, we're going to continue to see the growing process of radicalization going on. Which means if you want to stem that, at least beginning a process of reducing the number of radicals, are joining these kind of a group is destroying ISIS to start with as, as one entity. And that is, I think, in my view, the United States and made a terrible mistake by not you know, talking about the impact of radicalization in Europe and the United States and elsewhere, but not also realizing that the longer ISIS is in existence, the more radicalization we're going to see. That is, I'm not going to join an organization that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. You see, but now ISIS has already been able to establish so many cells in so many different places, and the longer the war against ISIS continues, the worse. The even after it's defeated, we're not going to see an end, of course, to terrorism and radicalization mm -hmm. in Europe and elsewhere. So that's, in my view, it was a is a terrible mistake. The United States allow this to fester. That is, allow this ISIS existence to go for as long as it has. But, so, um, the United States also has been, has played a part in the creation of it. No question. With uh, no question. Uh, the intervention, from, from the intervention uh, in Iraq and, and elsewhere. So it continued uh, since that time. Yeah. So it played a direct role. No question. Um, and uh, so we cannot look at ISIS just as an, an uh, entity in itself. So we have to to go back and see how 
it, 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 it was created. And where we stand now, not solely in these, uh, look at uh, where the, the, the radicalization is happening and where the numbers are rising and going to attack these, these, these numbers. No, this is dealing so, with a symptom more, you know, with, yeah. no, absolutely. Look, unfortunately, the United States, I agree with you 100%, we, America, created... So, we created, but it's continuing now. It's, it's continuing with the 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 problem of refugees because yes, yes. although we have to look at refugee issue separate from the ISIS issue, they are somehow interlinked, and um, so this fear of accepting the refugees in the United States or in other other Western countries is also feeding it's the ISIS ideology exactly. and is actually helping exactly. the ISIS yeah. to recruit even more. Because the more isolated you keep the Islamic populations, the more chances are that ISIS is going to penetrate into these vulnerable populations. No doubt so no what no is doubt. needed now is... Um, the ideology of uh, of open heart and open mind to prevail because this is where we stand. It's it's a global di uh, discourse. Mm -hmm. uh, we can we can see uh, specifically. We can talk about specific uh, um, instances and examples, but at the end of the day, it's global, and the efforts should be global. So Kosovo, yes, the government of Kosovo can tackle the issue on its own, and it should. But it cannot do anything if it's if it's not part of the global. Uh, this is discussion. a global campaign to deal with. Yeah. You know, you're so right. You know, we I, and I agree. You know, we America created the problem. It's a going back, going to Iraq, fighting completely a war of choice, unnecessary. We have planted the seed of ISIS, going back as far as 2004, uh, and and. Uh, this is how the whole movement became. Finally, it was organized in name and in shape, and you know, going back now about a few years. But it, they existed. The formation of ISIS has been taking place already, going back more than twelve years now, thirteen years. And the problem is that you know, whereas President Bush created the problem in the first place, but Obama, by doing little, specifically what they call what's happening in Syria, he allowed this problem to fester. Because mm -hmm. exactly what you said, the refugee problems and all of that, that is failing to intervene early on in Syria, failing to intervene to prevent the catastrophe that took place there, mm -hmm. that precipitated the refugee problems nowadays, um, we have created now a new problem. And to this day, there is no, nobody is coming and saying, this is what you should be doing about exactly the point you raised, the refugee problem. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do about it? So they're making these deals, mm -hmm. Europe and Turkey, you know. I haven't yet heard some country saying, what is going to be the long-term solution to the refugee problem? Where are they going to go? What's going to happen to the two and a half million refugees in Turkey? Is Turkey going to absorb them? They're not going to absorb them. Mm -hmm. It's unlike Jordan and some other places who may absorb many of them, but there will be millions who will not be absorbed. And there is no today uh, a plan, like you said, to, to be it's, it's a global crisis, it's a global issue. How you deal with that, and as long as you don't deal with that, you know, you are, for ISIS, is a perfect, perfect vehicle mm -hmm. to promote its ideas through 
exactly the refugee mm -hmm. problem. And that we are already seeing mm -hmm. this happening. They are penetrating through the refugees into the various communities. They're going to Europe, going to Mongolia, going everywhere. Yeah, and that 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 also um, there may be numbers of of ISIS that are penetrating, but um, still that shouldn't be a cause for countries for Western countries not to take in. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so that that's the risk that as a bigger nation as a stronger nation that you should be willing to take on I, it is not guaranteed this this when i hear about this uh narrative that uh let's take the good refugees the ones the educated ones the 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 ones who can contribute to our society or the ones who come in through mm -hmm. the regular way that doesn't mean anything there is no such thing as coming through a regular way. Most uh, large numbers of either refugees or immigrants, they come, you know, through irregular ways because of necessity. And so... Um, I think I think the United States, in my view, failed miserably in that regard. I mean, the United States should have at least absorbed several hundred thousand, not tens of thousands, if that, for mm -hmm. that matter. And I think that's it is exactly... Yes, go through the vetting process. Mm -hmm but make it possible for the hundreds of thousands of people who are not going to be able to go back, even if they want to go back. They have no place to go back to. And so you are so right. It says there was no international collective effort. I mean, the only country really that can take a pride in the fact that they responded effectively is Germany. Mm -hmm. If all countries say Germany was the one who said, okay, we how many they took already? Nearly what? Six. Um, um, six or seven hundred yeah, habitants. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, more than any all European countries combined. Mm -hmm. And the United States has done considerably less, relatively few, by mm -hmm. far. And so, so, right. so that's one. I think that to begin with, that's uh, one policy that uh, I would suggest. Yes, open the doors and take in refugees. Now, that doesn't guarantee peace within the country that is hosting refugees or, or, or less acts of terrorism, nor does it guarantee that uh, less people will join ISIS. So, so, so the next steps are to how to deal, what mechanisms to put in place to deal with the people that you bring in. Um, so we see France, for instance, they have taken in uh, people from uh, various Islamic countries, and so the larger number of people who joined ISIS are actually from, from France and from, from other European countries. But that is also, it can be debated that uh, throughout the years, these populations were not integrated sufficiently. Exactly. So it's not enough exactly. uh, just to, to bring in. That's one step. But then how open you are to integrating them. In the United States, the United States is, is, is known for integrating um, people, um, newcomers. So that's why we have seen less instances of uh, terrorism. 
I mean, comparably, yes, we, we have had a few cases, but I mean, we've seen well, other kinds of actually, terrorism most, in the most of, In fact, most of the yeah, took places as homegrown. And, and they were not immigrants, for that matter, came and, from someplace else. And uh, other know, groups... Uh, other than 9-11, uh, you know? Yeah, and, <coughs> and plus, it's um, th that can happen, but also in yeah. the United States, there are other acts of terrorism that have no nothing to do with uh, Islamic terrorism or radicalization. So in the United States is something else, but as uh, as an example of bringing uh, people from other countries, the United States being such that it integrates newcomers, we have seen less less of those acts as opposed to Europe. So I think it's very complex. It's not uh, as you said. There is no one recipe, but these are some things to look at. And, and we can, you know, we can go back in history. This is not, I mean, yes, this is crisis, but this is something that has happened in the past also. Um, so with, 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 for instance, I am, I am, I am uh, amazed at the, 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 the debates that are still going on in 2016 about uh, whether we should allow refugees to come in or not. It's the, uh, almost exactly the same logic to when Italians came to this country or Irish. You know, nobody really wanted them here in the beginning and then somehow they integrated and they, be, they became uh, a success, successful part of, exactly. of this country. Sure. Sure. So, and, and now we're hearing that same debate with Syrian, Syrian refugees. Um, well, all you have to do is hear uh, what Trump has been saying and, <laughs> and nauseating yeah, back, back, yeah. coming back. But you know, the uh, you know using the word integration is so critical. I think European experience has been, you know, they have suffered from domestic terrorism even before ISIS rise of ISIS for that matter, and before some of these uh, wave of refugees actually hit the European continent. So they, they have failed in the past to integrate their Muslim community, be that in France, the largest Muslim community, be that Britain, they failed to integrate them. And now, I think the Germ Germany has, le has learned some of the, these lessons, that if you're going to bring these people, you're going to have in-place programs and the proper funding of integration. How do you make sure they are not going to be all settled in one community. How do you spread them within the, the general population? What sort of resources are you going to provide? What sort of education? That is all the elements that's going to help individuals to be integrated and feel as soon as possible part and parcel mm -hmm. of the new environment, of the social and political environment in which they're being uh, mm -hmm. thrust, thrust into. But again, you know, I, so, so I, I feel so... Um, I don't bad, but I feel terrible that the United States, uh, listening to what's going on specifically now the, the presidential campaign, that talking about um, people like Trump talking about the way he's talking about the Muslim and, the, and terrorism, and they're going to stop Muslims from doing this and all that, that, when in fact if the United States does not stand out as the model. Mm -hmm. In dealing with these global crisis today, mm -hmm. no one can and mm -hmm. no one will. So we have also a major, major you know, crisis of leadership, a crisis of the will, the will to do something. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I mean, that is 
they require you know, massive resources and effort. But it's inevitable if you want to deal effectively with radicalization and at least in 5, 10, 15 years down the line. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I, it, th that's why I think it, we need to, uh, <laughs> if, I, if I can say, there's some sort of a paradigm shift <laughs> to, uh, in, into how we see yeah. things, how, how, uh, how are we viewing this crisis in 2016. Um, it is a new crisis, but it, we have examples that we can learn from, and 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 what sort of makes me sad is that uh, this fear is is this feedback loop, like fear, you know, f from 15 years ago when mm -hmm. when the United States intervened unnecessarily in Iraq and created this. Mm -hmm. uh, whole mess and then now another mess is being created with that ra uh, political part this radicalization in western countries so fear is feeding on 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 so many corners um and so so i think what needs to happen is to just step back and 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 look at things more uh broadly and not get entrenched into these two opposing views from of what I'm understanding is that people are either liberals or conservatives. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everywhere, yeah. not just here, it's but everywhere. So you so either sure. are a, a big supporter of uh, any liberal policies or you are completely against it. Yeah. And uh, so that's all that's going on, nothing in between. I don't see anyone coming out speaking from a position of uh, pragmatism or mm -hmm. or or more rational um, thinking, um, where we just m move beyond of what is happening and and, and 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 look at all of these issues as as um, not as as them versus us, but uh, something that we're all part of. Yeah, I just want to finally, I just want to bring you to one point, back to Kosovo. Mm -hmm. you know, what would you do? I mean, you know, there are these problems exist today in Kosovo. And let's say your government is telling you, please tell us what, what other recipes can we employ to begin a process of ameliorating what we are faced today with radicalization. And what are some of the remedies, the practical remedies would you suggest, you know, can you stop the Saudis from pouring money, or the Gulf state? Actually, the Saudis are putting less and less money, but the Gulf state are making up for mm -hmm. them money coming into these institutions. So what, 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 what kind of steps would you suggest need to be taken to begin ameliorating the situation in Kosovo? So I don't know. I guess I would have to be a politician. <laughs> no, to, to that's speak. why I wanted to be a politician. So, I wanted to be practical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I were the government of Kosovo, I would probably do many things differently from what I am <laughs> doing now. Um, but no, uh, just working with communities. I think uh -huh. and trying first to understand. If we are talking about Islamic radicalization, uh, Kosovo um, policymakers first uh, need to understand what kind of uh, Islamic population is there in Kosovo. We cannot uh, 
freak out and we cannot uh, exactly. be fearful that yeah. oh now people are practicing this religion whereas before uh, they didn't so we just need to understand what is being practiced and and how uh just just do more more research and 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 employ academics and 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 and, and um, certain institutions to 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 understand how how is islam in kosovo basically and um, beyond that work with communities with uh, religious communities to open this uh, discussions about this issue what to, to try to understand what are they they teaching in this uh, mm -hmm. uh, in in mosques and in, in certain um, places where they gather and are they being uh, are they helping these communities more or hurting so it's it it's just it, it's a lot of talk it's a lot of discussion that needs to happen to understand what is going on before starting to feel fearful it's not, no, um, no, no doubt i mean you know I think, I think the narrative like has to change. Yeah. You know? If you go to a mosque and this is what they preach, you have to use a religious narrative to counter that kind of extreme yeah. narrative in the same language. This is absolutely, I mean, in your and education and community work, involvement of the leadership from various segments mm -hmm. of the population, religious, academic, um, social, political, all of them have to sort of create some kind of a dialogue Dialogue, yeah, yes. Yeah. And then education. Yeah. Education. Investing in education, not the way it has been invested so far. Yeah. It needs a, a, a new direction. Um, critical thinking, uh, teaching youth how to do research, how to evaluate, how to understand uh, information gathering, where are they, they, they getting information that they're creating, forming their opinions by, so all of this has to come from um, early on, middle school, right. high school, right. Right. and also inevitably college and, and, and beyond. Um, but uh, yeah, th those, are, those are the two main things that I would focus. And also, I think uh, this could be something as a superordinate goal for uh, regional cooperation, mm -hmm. because this, uh, this kind of... Uh, uh, issue it's not limited yeah it's not isolated, isolated. Exactly. it goes beyond borders exactly. and all yeah. the the issues in the balkans uh, that are there historically they could bring, bring people together uh, by working on tackling these other issues so, collectively yes uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, 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 a connecting goal superordinate goal for for all of the parties that don't get along yeah, <laughs> to the yeah. countries no, I agree. Well, you know, well, I'm, I'm glad we solved the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can go on, I'm sure, for, for another two hours. <laughs> but I think I think it was wonderful. Thank you so much for taking yeah, the time. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of On the Issues. You can find this podcast on my SoundCloud page and stay tuned to my social media accounts for the latest analysis and announcements. <laughs>